Hey y'all, thank y'all for joining me in the zone with Tamika and Nicole where we talk all things sports, more specifically football and basketball, my favorites. But yes, you can catch up on your news action, game recaps, everything you need. You can find it right here. We got a good show for you today. I'm ready to jump in and get right into it. So let's go and get into the zone. So what is meant when people say super team or like I mentioned in the last podcast, what does that mean? Super team is a word used in the NBA world to describe some of the teams that we saw this season, even going back, back in the day, but even more so with Golden State that we saw a few seasons ago. So let's break down what would constitute a team being a super team or not. But first, let's start off by recognizing that if you've made the NBA, you obviously have the skill and ability to play at a professional level. So everybody at least starts off at that level. But just like with anything, there's people who are born with gifts and talents or have God-given talents or have just a superb work ethic. And they don't want to just be average like everybody else. They want to be extraordinary people right so logically when you're putting your team together you're going to need some of these extraordinary people so that you have an edge and advantage in such a competitive league so looking back at basketball and the history of basketball and having that competitive edge right you had to have at least a duo And so three examples of that is Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippins, Kobe and Shaq, Kareem Abdul and Magic Johnson. And then it got to the point to where to have an edge, you needed a third piece. And I think that became the standard and where we are even so today. You pretty much have your team, but you want to have those three good options that are great players above average players so we see we saw this with Larry Bird and Parrish and McHale we saw this when LeBron left and hooked up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh we saw Kareem and Magic were a great duo but they knew they had to have that third piece so they added Worthy we saw the Thunder with Kevin Durant Westbrook Harden We saw the Celtics when they had Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and had Paul Pierce. So trios became the thing. We saw that that's what gave um, the Phoenix Suns the edge and the ability to move through the playoffs the way they did to get to the finals with CP3, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. Now, when you start getting into super teams, To me, that's when you have four to five all-star level players on the floor. You you have above what everybody else has, and you're able to completely dominate because of the caliber of players on your team. So let's talk about three teams that we've seen this with. This past season, we saw this with the Brooklyn Nets. 
but them having James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. We saw this a few years ago when Golden State had Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green. Now, when we look at these two teams, we can see the effects that super teams have and how people view them. So looking at Golden State, we saw that this worked for them. They were able to get their titles. But then we saw it started to fall apart because of injury. That's when Kevin Durant had his injury and DeMarcus Cousins had his injury. But we also saw where ego could be an issue and come into play when it comes to super teams. Because now we're all great. We all have this knowledge and skill and ability. And we all know just the right thing that needs to happen right now so we can win. And when I tell you to pass the, me the ball and you don't pass me the ball, and you see them button heads and saying crazy stuff to each other, that could be a downfall of super teams. So they're risky. We saw injury again with the Brooklyn Nets. This team would have been amazing just to see what they have been, would have been like had they all been able to really play because they would have dominated. It, this looked good on paper, but they would have been amazing. It would have been awesome to see if they would have been the East Conference version of Golden State or even better. But injury came and it just bit them in the butt and it didn't even work out to where three of those five players that I named weren't even able to play on the floor hardly at the same time for the regular season. I think what people... Oh, let me also mention another team that's a super team, but they're, <laughs> they kind of go a little under the radar until it comes to playoff time and finals times because their players are a little more quieter. They're not all in the media or making splash. But when the Spurs, San Antonio Spurs, had Tony Parker, David Robinson, Danny Green, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Duncan, that's a super team. And they did some great things together with Pop. But why do people have issues with super teams? I mentioned my issue with it. Giannis talked about it when he was giving a speech after winning the finals. He was sitting there with his, hugged up with his two trophies. And said he pretty much took the hard path. And the easy path is to win a championship with a super team. And some people took that as jabs at LeBron James and Kevin Durant. But I also made a similar point when talking about how I felt about Kevin Durant's move. That, hey, do what you have to do for your career. But it was disappointing to see him go where his value wasn't as needed because they already had so much value just made it a easy run to get some wins to get some rings some championships and people don't like that especially when they've seen it done the hard way and people tend to 
respect that more when you see how Dirk Nowinski did that with the Mavericks. Tim Duncan with San Antonio, it just worked out for him that he they've got him the best that they could. And it was built around him. It worked out for him. We saw how Ianis just did that with him and Chris Middleton being that duo. So I think that's the issues people have with super teams. I also think it's just, it's not about hating so much. It's just, if you love sports, you want to see competitiveness. I don't want to see a game where I already know you're going to win already before game starts. I already know. (laughs) Takes the fun out of it. So that's just my thoughts on super teams, what constitutes a super team, and how people view them. So I hope hope I've answered your question sufficiently. So, Tamika Nicole, you said that in your last podcast you used to be a Thunder fan. And they also had what what you might consider a super team at some point. So, are you not a fan because they no longer have a super team? So, I wanted to give my answer and address why I said I used to be a Thunder fan. Now, I did live in Oklahoma for a few years And during that time, was I watching sports regularly? No, not at all. I wasn't watching sports regularly until I got into football. And I started watching that all the time. And then once football season was over, I was like, well, I got to watch something. So, you know, that's when I started watching basketball. Even though I grew up around basketball and I said had family play basketball I played a little bit I understand the game so it wasn't like football where I had to learn it I understood it was easier to just attack connect to a team and know what's going on especially if I'm gonna be around people who are just happen to be watching the big games the finals or you know the playoffs at the time I instantly connected to Russell Westbrook when I was watching games that's just I just click with certain players like that and once I click I'm a fan what I liked about Russell Westbrook was his physicality how he wasn't afraid to just penetrate the pain and take the elbows hits and everything that came with attacking the rim he wasn't scared he just he almost embraced it you know he's the Brody and I so I just love that about him the criticism about him of course is not distributing as much as people will like or taking too many shots um, that have been costly to games and costly to especially big games when it comes to playoffs or whatnot. But I just clicked. And most people, I mean, I just clicked with them. But most people would say that's kind of backwards because if you people would name, oh, who's your favorite on the Thunder, people would autom- probably automatically assume Kevin Durant. I still had love, respect, loved watching KD play, loved what he did, loved him being the great athlete he was. I just, Westbrook was my number one. We did have us what you could consider a super team. Looking back, when we had KD, Westbrook, 
James Harden, Reggie Jackson, Serge Ibaka. It was a great time to be a Thunder fan. Yes, I would consider that a super team. I was excited. We were sure to make playoffs. Just never could capitalize on it and win a title. And they broke that team up. And it was so sad to me. But breaking breaking the team up and seeing everybody traded or leave one by, you know, little by little. I was still a fan. It sucked, but I was still a fan. Then you have the big day when KD decides to leave. And I never had an issue with Kevin Durant deciding he needed to do what he needed to do for himself. I understood that because I see how these organizations and teams work and the lack of loyalty. And it's all about what's best for them, what's going to get us wins, a championship. And if that means discarding you or whatever you brought, you know. So I understand KD making a decision he needed to make for himself. I just felt like if you were going to leave, go somewhere else that has some talent that you need, but basically where you're building around yourself compared to me feeling like he went to the to the Warriors where there's already a Steph Curry, a Clay Thompson, a Draymond Green, a, a Danny Green. So many people can shoot even just off the bench. So what are you really fulfilling for them other than bringing that another all-star talent to make it even easier to win? And that can be right or wrong, but that's just my opinion of KD leaving. I understand you leaving. I just would have respected it more had you gone somewhere else. So that's just my opinion. But even with KD gone, I was still a fan of the Thunder. My Brody is there. Westbrook is there. I'm good. Then you bring PG-13 in, and I'm even better because I'm ecstatic because I love Paul George. I'm a fan of PG-13. Then he leaves. And then once it was down to Westbrook gone, I was pretty much gone because I felt like Westbrook had made the decision, hey, I'm going to stay here. I'm willing to stay here and, you know, fight for Oklahoma City and do everything I can. Just build around me and bring me what I need. And just to, yes, it's a business decision and Oklahoma has a right to do what they feel is best for them. So you let Westbrook go. And I felt like that was kind of a cut for him. Yes, I could have stayed as watched them rebuild. And there's nothing wrong with that for anybody that said there's nothing wrong. But I don't hate the Oklahoma or have an issue with Oklahoma. Business is business. For me, compared to football, where, yes, you're you're going to see your team change in football season by season but it's so less drastic in you know a shorter amount of a time of seeing you know a bunch of just a bunch of your players go you're going to have your quarterback almost there his whole career unless he's just declines and just starts just not doing well or gets injured you're pretty much going to see him there. It's the same with your wide receivers, especially if you have great ones. 
It's just the fact of dealing with injuries or whatnot. And, you know, of course, teams are going to trade them when they feel like their value is about to, you know, go down. But it's just so less less drastic. It's more like a piece here this season, maybe a piece there next season, but you're still still pretty much have a core of a team there that you're still there with. And even as they draft and bring people in, you know, it's just not as drastic to me as it is in basketball when so many players are traded in such smaller amounts of time that I just decided, well, man, with Westbrook gone and everybody gone from the Thunder, I just didn't enjoy it as much. I want to watch Westbrook play. I want to watch James Harden play. I want to watch PG-13 play. You know, so I just decided I'm not to that I wasn't going to attach myself to an organization or being a fan of an organization, but just the players that I click with and like and just enjoying them because I'm and because I'm going to watch any basketball game that's on anyway. But that's just the route that I decided to go. But there's no hate or ill will or anything towards the Thunder or anything like that. It's just the fact of that's just how I decided to distribute my loyalty when it came to basketball. So that's that's the answer to that question of why I say I used to be a Thunder fan. So with football season right upon us, I thought we'd get in the football spirit and talk a little football today. I wanted to talk about a running back specifically, the running back for America's team. That would be the Dallas Cowboys, of course, and that would be none other than Mr. Ezekiel Elliott or Zeke or Zeke Elliott or Zeke the Freak, whichever name you call him. That's who we're talking about today. Just a little bit. Why I wanted to talk about Zeke is because I mentioned in a previous podcast that it would be a season that eyes would be on him as he's had some ups and downs in his yardage in his career. And people have talked about Zeke as if he's just not that he's completely fallen off. He's just not up to par of what we saw that first year and people loved it and were excited about it and just wanted to see more of it and some seasons they did and some seasons they didn't and the inconsistencies has brought questions to some people's mind about is he who we really think he is was he just a flash and is over or is he the real deal now I will say we will have to say he's the real deal looking at his numbers and stats going from college to the NFL and the great rookie year that he had. He was drafted in 2016 as a um, fourth overall pick drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. But let's take a look at Zeke's numbers before his Cowboy days. So in 2014 at Ohio State as a running back, Ezekiel Elliott ran for 1,000 878 yards he was averaging 6.9 yards per carry had 18 touchdowns in 2015 at Ohio State Zeke ran for 1,821 yards he was averaging 6.3 yards per carry had 23 touchdowns 
now looking at 2016, he's now in the NFL. He's a Dallas Cowboy. In 2016, what a rookie year for Zeke. He ran for 1,631 yards, averaging 5.1 yards per carry. Then in 2017, that number dropped to 983 yards. In 2018, numbers went back up. He ran for 1,434 yards, averaging 4.7 yards per carry. And then, so in 2016 and 2018, Zeke had ran for the most um, yards. In 2019, Zeke ran for 1,357 yards. And in 2020, it dropped. He ran 979 yards, averaging four point. I mean, four yards per carry. Looking at his numbers, it's not that he's dropped off drastically. And he did have the six-week suspension. And last season, that was earlier in his career. And then last year with Dak Prescott going down, that affected the team and affected Zeke. And some of those years, his numbers really aren't that bad considering that We've known over the years Dallas Cowboys has had that strong offensive, um, strong offensive line, but injury bug, you know, tends to hit them, and so at times they're not as effective as what you want them to be. You know, what you see on paper, you're not getting on the field. So those are some things that people have to consider when you're looking at stats and numbers and what's going on with someone's career. But it was mentioned in this off season, and that's why I'm saying it's a year that eyes will be on Zeke. Is It was mentioned that maybe due to the product, productivity that people felt should be there not being there, that Jerry should think about letting Jalen Smith and Ezekiel Elliott go. That was talks. Seeing what you could get what value you could get for them. So for that to even be mentioned, you know, I believe business-wise, Zeke has to show, are you are you Zeke? Are you what we thought you were? And is that who you are consistently? Or were you just a flash from the past? I don't believe that's it. But I think this is a great year. And I think Zeke knew that he really had to come back strong this year. So this offseason, Zeke changed his diet. He got a personal trainer. So Zeke went above and beyond and exerted that self-discipline to show that he knew change was needed and he was willing to to go above and beyond when he could just be chilling and just come back however he comes back. But he chose to... Change And if you're going to change your diet and get a trainer like that, you've also changed your mindset in some way. So they're showing pictures of Zeke and saying how he's looking. Um, he's cut, y'all. He's lost weight. He got that body yachty. <laughs> no, but he's looking pretty good. He said he's feeling good. And they're saying that Zeke is looking better than he's ever looked. So. That's why I'm going to be waiting and looking. Hey, Zeke, I'm looking for you, like Future said. So just a shout out to Zeke, just for showing 
that it's not just a yeah you got paid and yes you're you're great and you've already had some big recognitions he's a three-time pro bowler so but to still know hey I can be even better and do greater and to do that because every athlete isn't doing that I just wanted to shout him out so looking forward to seeing what them boys bring to the table to take time and thank you specifically for taking time out of your day to listen to In The Zone with Tamika Nicole to get all your sports news. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, opinions, anything you want discussed on the show, please hit me up at Zone at gmail.com. That's T-A-M-I-K-A-N-I-C-O-L-E-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. Dot com, And please help me out by sharing my podcast with anyone you know that's a sports lover, whether it be your homeboy, homegirl, anybody. Please share my podcast. That'll help me out greatly. Also, you can find me on the following platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Breaker. Just look for In The Zone with Tamika Nicole and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you again, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Bye.